CRC Live in Eltham on Live FM. I'm your host, Summer Murphy, and my guest today is Kira Murphy, who is a scientist here in Melbourne. This podcast is about powerful women in our community. You're listening to CRC Live on Live FM. To start us off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Summer, and thanks everyone for having me. It's a pretty, pretty big honour to be here. Um, so, I love that you call me a scientist. I don't know that I've yet earned that because um, <laughs> I'm still, I would say, a scientist in training. I'm currently studying my PhD. Um, so I'm not sure at what point I, I really earned the title, but very cool to be working in science. Um, how did you get into science? Well, I initially wanted to be a doctor. And so the first step there is to do a Bachelor of Science. Um, which is three years at university, and I really enjoyed um, reproductive biology um, and what was going on there. And so when I didn't get into medical school, the next step was to do a year of research, which is called an honours year. And so I was really lucky to come across um, the wonderful Professor Tuevaha Kaitululino, who's a professor at Melbourne Uni, and um, she took me on as an honours student and so I was able to do my year of research, write my thesis and I loved it so much that I was like, I want to stay here. So um, the way to do that was to um, begin my PhD and, yeah, keep moving into the world of research. What inspired you to do that? Just a love of science and learning. Um, I've always um, been really interested in science and I think um, – I had this idea in my mind that to be a scientist, you had to be um, some ridiculous genius and I just did not see that in myself. Um, But it was really beautiful to um, find the group at the Mercy Hospital um, who they really are supportive and um, foster that confidence. Um, Yeah. What do you hope for in the future of science? Oh, so many things. I think if COVID's taught us anything, it's that we need a lot of money to go into science. Um, It's currently very competitive out there to get money um, to do what we need to do. And so um, people higher up than me are constantly writing grant applications to bring money in so that we can continue doing what we do. Um, But yeah, hopefully there's a little bit more understanding. I heard that in 2021 and 2022 you had some papers published about your research. Tell us about that. Well, that was very cool. I did never think I'd get to be published, so that was um, a really cool opportunity. Um, We wrote up um, the research that I'd done in the lab and um, um, sent it into journals and was lucky enough to get it published. It went through peer review, and so it's very cool now if you search my name. It does come up with my papers. <laughs> um, I've seen pictures and heard many stories about your mice that you take care of. What's that like? Um, I'm very fortunate to work with some lovely test subjects, which are mice. Um, rest assured, they're very well cared for. I was very, um, I had a lot of trepidation about working with mice because like you, I love animals. And so I was a bit nervous about that world, but it is really beautiful. We're just breeding them at the moment and looking at how the placenta develops which I'll get onto later um and how we can help human pregnancies that might be struggling so they're yeah really beautiful little animals why is it important to work with and do research on placentas so I don't know that a lot of us appreciate what a placenta is I did know when I first started my honors that it's what supports the baby throughout pregnancy 
but I'd never seen one before. And so when you see them, they are a little bit gross because they're full of blood and that's their main function to provide blood flow to the baby throughout pregnancy so that it can support the development of the baby and um, allow it to grow. And so when things go wrong in the developing placenta, things that get through to the baby um, might restrict its growth. And so that's when we have um, pregnancy complications like preeclampsia and fetal growth restriction, which is what our lab is really looking at, um, how to improve those pregnancy complications. How do you stay updated and continue learning in your area of expertise? This is very important in science. We need to be constantly reading our um, journals and um, attending conferences to know what's um, the latest in research because a lot of new techniques are constantly coming out in science. And so um, just last month I went to a conference in New Zealand and I'm now going to work with Peter Mack with a new technology they've got over there at the VCCC, the cancer research, um, to better our research in the placenta. If you're just tuning in now, you're listening to CLC Live on Live FM in Eltham, Victoria. I'm here with Kira Murphy and our topic is powerful women in our community. I'm your host, Summer Murphy, and you're listening to CLC Live on Live FM. Are there any misconceptions or stereotypical comments about science that you'd like to address? Well, I remember when I was in year seven, one of my first science classes, we had to draw what we thought a scientist looked like. And there was a lot of Doc Brown from Back to the Future, which if anyone doesn't know, he's the white-haired, crazy-looking scientist, you know, Um, and maybe that's what science is doing to us. I do feel like this PhD has aged me. But um, (laughs) uh, there was definitely not a lot of understanding that a scientist can be anyone. And, um, yeah, if anyone takes anything out of today, it's just that if you're interested in it, give it a go because it's you don't have to be the genius. I'm there doing it. It's a lot of hard work. but with the right support and um, determination, anyone can be a scientist. What challenges have you faced in your career and how do you overcome them? So, so, so many. (laughs) Um, So I tried to get into medical school three times and so they were big failures when I didn't get in. Um, And it actually took a lot of um, resetting my mindset about that Um, to realise that I actually now think I wouldn't be a very good doctor as much as I care for people and would love to be able to help them day to day. um, I think science, which is that step removed from the patients, but I'm still based in hospital and contributing to helping people, um, it's actually worked out better for me. But then there's still constant, my supervisor says they're not rejections or failures, they are opportunities for growth. And so I think, yeah, it's just about... um, resetting how you think about things and reframing it. I think many young girls are aspiring to become scientists. What message do you have to say to them? Well, like I said before, I would just say give it a go. Anyone who's got that slight passion for science and a love for learning, um, definitely don't be put off by that inner talk that we all have that, um, you know, you're not good enough. I still have imposter syndrome. My supervisor, who I said was a professor, has imposter syndrome. Her um, superiors also have imposter syndrome. So, um, especially for, um, teenage girls like yourselves, um, don't, yeah, don't let your inner talk put you off what could potentially be great opportunities. How do you balance your professional life with your personal interests and hobbies? Yeah, this is a good one. I think a lot of us struggle with this. I was in the lab till late on Tuesday, um, 
which is why I couldn't respond to your text, Summer. <laughs> um, so there is definitely a very fine line. Um, a lot of hard work is needed, as with anything. Um, but there's also, you've got to make time for yourself. And so I do make sure that I try and when I'm not tending to the mice or cells in the lab, um, try and make time to spend time in nature with my family and friends um, and be a bit mindful and in the moment. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for at the moment. Thank you so much for coming, Kira. I'm sure many people have taken a lot away from this interview. You're listening to CLC Live on Live FM.